It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. Hi, you're listening to Having a Night. I'm Ari. I'm Sophie. Here we are. Here we are in the midst of holiday season. We kind of didn't say this last week, but this month we're just going to be doing a bunch of holiday episodes, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. So you can really get into the holiday spirit with Sophie and Ari. Yeah. So last week we did Navigating the Holiday Party. This week we're talking all about the seven fishes. Yeah, a tradition that we've been doing in my family for a while, not my entire life, but a while, and one that I get so excited about each year and that I've learned more about in preparing for this episode, because mm-hmm. I didn't know really where it came from or why or anything. So we'll get into that yeah. a little bit, but, but then talk about food. we do, what'd you eat this week? This week I made a really nice um, miso poached black bass. Yeah, I just wanted something like silky and warming and kind of healthful, but also like a fatty, rich fish. Is there anything better? No, and it just gets so flaky. Makes me go crazy. She goes wild for the cod. And then I just put some um, like shiitake in, uh, and bok choy in the broth and some soba noodles. And, it was, and miso into the broth? Yeah. Yum. It was just really, really nice and cleansing. I've always wondered, always wondered, I'm sure you can find it online, how they do, you know, the miso black cod that they kind of serve at like every sushi restaurant nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Or every, you know, sort of like. The Nobu inspired. Exactly. Broiled. Situation. I, I guess you must make a miso dressing, but you have to really, really whisk in that miso. Yeah. So that it's not clumpy. Yeah. I think they must put sugar in it. I was going to say, I think they must use a or lot of mirin. mirin. Ah. Jinx. <laughs> Sophie just crossed her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Talents. What about you? What did you eat this week? Well, I'm going to talk about what you just watched me eat because <laughs> uh, I'm in a very soup mood. Me too. So I've been making a lot of broth bases. So I made a vegetable broth and then I made a dashi. And a dashi is like, it's you boil some uh, kombu, which is like a really, I get it in very long strips, long dried seaweed. So you like, first you soak it, then you boil it, then you let it simmer for a little bit, then you take it out, then you add bonito flakes, which are- Fish flakes. Yeah, exactly. Basically like fish flakes. Isn't that so bizarre? Um, them like chips. But then it doesn't taste fishy. It's so weird. It gets really nice and smoky. So I sauteed some ginger and garlic and olive oil. I added a little bit of turmeric because I feel like turmeric is very warming, even though that may be wrong in the Ayurvedic tradition. I don't know. Ari and I had a whole summer where we ate a lot of turmeric and just kept on being like, it tastes like dirt. It, it does <laughs> taste very earthy. Yeah. So Maybe added we a little bit it. of that. Yeah. And some 
red pepper flakes, and then I added the dashi and put in a bunch of wakame, which is like dried seaweed that you then reconstitute by soaking it in water. It was so good. And the olive oil, you know, sort of like rose to the top. So you have these little rivulets of like oil. Mm. And oh, and I, sorry, I whisked in some really dark miso. Mm. So it was really good and warming and flavorful. And just kind of Does like dark, I always buy white miso. What What's the difference in taste wise? White miso is much sweeter. Uh-huh. Dark miso is saltier and like deeper in some way. I love white miso too, but like for, for a miso soup, I way prefer a dark miso. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I got to get you some. Can, I have both in my refrigerator. We can do a taste test. Oh, you know, I love soup so much. And now that it's getting colder and when I was finishing up doing this play, one thing I'd love to tell our, our fans and our listeners, I was like, I want soup, but all I have on hand is like leftover vegetables and chicken or fish. And then I was like, wait, if I just make a broth or even more of a soupy soup, like a... I don't know, something heartier. I would just kind of pour that over whatever vegetables and yeah. chicken, like get a rotisserie chicken and then zap it in the microwave in the back of the theater. It's perfect. And have that. It's like you don't have to make a soup with all the ingredients in it. If you just make the base, then you can kind of mix and match, yeah. almost like a salad. Uh, yeah, I feel like all you need is a good base, i.e. a broth. Right. Even if that's like a coconut milk broth exactly. or a chicken broth or Ooh. vegetable broth. And then you saute your aromatics and then you can just add, yeah, you yeah, add whatever you want. It's so, it is really easy. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. There's nothing more to say about that. It's easy. <laughs> so do it. Um, you know what I love? A spicy chicken soup. Anyway. Ooh, I love a tortilla soup. Oh, me too. I've never made it, but I, I love to love order a, it. a creamy soup. Me too. Oh boy. Oh, we should do a soup episode. Oh, yes, oh my God. <laughs> What have we been doing this whole time? How have we gotten this far without one? So talk to me about seven fishes. Okay. So in my research, I found, and I I kind of thought that maybe this was true, that it did not originate in Italy. It's very much an Italian-American tradition. And people came over here, and there were there are certain traditions in different parts of Italy that usually involve seafood because in the Catholic religion, Roman Catholic religion, people have have fasted the night before big holidays, Christmas Day being one of them, and abstaining from food then became to mean abstaining from meat. Uh, so how we do, we're like, oh, well, I'll just have some fish. Yeah. You know, I'll just... <laughs> so there are these traditions of these seafood meals on Christmas Eve and then the meat on Christmas Day. Okay, going back though, so the Feast of the Seven Fishes is you have to incorporate seven fishes into your meal. Yes. I feel like we just need to tell our audience yes, that that's yes, the yes, point yes. of the Thank seven fishes you. is it's not like it's called the seven fishes and then we eat haddock. It's right. Like, well, you're eating haddock Although and I, chad and, and all bacalao. Those, <laughs> there, I have heard that um, some families will do uh, just one or two fish but served and prepared seven different ways. Ooh, interesting, interesting. So I think it's really it's really a DIY choose-your-own-adventure type of Tradition, yeah, and it becomes a thing where every different family has their own tradition. It's not like we're all doing it the same way. Yes. So you guys start with your caviar, not fish, not fish. Well, but I would, I agree. <laughs> fish I would product, call, yeah, fish product, fish product. But we we always overdo it. I think we always end up having like somewhere between eight and ten, and then we all feel really happy like we won. I think that's part of it for us is like um, you're in it together and you have to reach this number. Ari's very competitive. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, it feels like a more of a team situation than your regular holiday meal. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel that. And everyone's like, all right, let's count them up. But so then we usually do oysters, 
shrimp, raw, like a shrimp cocktail. We don't do raw clams. Not a fan. I like a raw clam, but I like a raw clam. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want a dozen raw clams. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I hate when like you order a seafood like plateau somewhere yeah. and it's all it's all filler. It's all clams. It's a big like, fuck no you. one wants twenty four clams. I want, your, I want your oysters and yeah. I want a big juicy shrimp. Yes. Oh, I want to be at this meal. It sounds delicious. But the best thing for people to do if they've never done it and they're curious and they're overwhelmed, and I think the way that most families cheat is you just make like a bouillabaisse. That's what we did. Or a chipino. I mean, you can fit so many fish into one bowl. Yeah, so you could do mussels, clams, two different kinds of white fish at least. You could do some little squid in there. Um, That's five in just one dish. Yeah. Yeah. I love this tradition. It sounds so good. It is. And it's fun. But we mostly stick to Italian flavors. And one thing I'd like to talk about with you before we get into the interview with my dad is like, where would you go around the world? Like, so I was the options are endless. About this. I would want to get a whole tray of uni and then I would make little crostini with uni on them. Yep. You're I, invited. Thank you so much. I would get really excellent anchovies and oil. Yeah. And I would have, I would almost make like a lattice work out of anchovies. So I would just do a small plate that's first one one layer of anchovies, then, you know, the opposite turn direction. it 90 degrees, one, another layer of you anchovies. You are a so knitter that, of fish, exactly, a weaver a of small fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, the loom made of fish wire. Precisely. Ooh, God. Mm. Then I would move into a seafood tower, which would have some clams, but not too many. Mm-mm. Clams, oysters, really fat shrimp, you know, boiled shrimp. Yeah. Uh, crab legs. I'm not a big crab leg person. Oh. It's so hard to get anything out of them. Oh, maybe. Wow. I mean, this is the money is no obstacle meal. So maybe I'd have some lobster with like a tarragon dressing. Definitely. You know, in a nice little chilled bowl in the center. Stone crab claws, if you can get them fresh from Florida, those are so good. So that, I mean, just a huge seafood platter. Yeah. Then I would actually move into Southeast Asian flavors. Yes. So I want a huge kind of coconut fish stew. So like coconut curry fish stew with squid in it. Maybe with a white fish, with clams, yeah. with a lot of cilantro. Yeah. I want the bowl to be sort of a milky orange. There might mm-hmm. be like one big egg floating in it. Oh, wow. Maybe like some like citrusy or lemon. Or yes, lime. lime on the side. And then lemon I would grass. do like deep fried fish. Fried fish, then with chopped chilies, more cilantro, maybe some shallot scallions, like all on top. So you can barely even see the fish and then you yes. kind of, you know, so many herbs and then maybe like some kind of sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. Well, know? maybe fish sauce and fish sauce, like fish sauce yeah. and a little bit of mirin maybe. Yeah. That kind of like vinegar, maybe it has some little chilies floating in it, you yeah. know, that, and you just want to like get it with all with some rice. Yes, and- <gasps> exactly. And then a big thing of rice. And then I would also do some grilled squid. So I would make like a Grill squid, but then serve it cold, so or like room temperature. So squid with a little bit of fish sauce, lime, some chili flakes. I feel like I want more. I mean, I think there's going to be cilantro and everything, but maybe there's a different kind of a green herb. I don't I know. Like there's something else. To, there's some other herb that like would Thai be really, basil or like yeah, a... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like rip up some Thai basil, yeah. put it in there. So a nice squid salad. 
And then maybe I would try my hand at a papaya salad or something like that. Something else that's green, but not just a traditional leaf lettuce salad. That'd be really exciting. Or a bit. Oh, oh, mint, mint. There's got to be mint oh, yeah, all yes. over everything too. How would you do it on a dime? Ooh, probably a lot of clams, a lot of mussels. Yep. Anchovies and, are great. And shrimp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you could do anchovies. You could even do like some sardines, do a bunch of tinned fish yeah, in the beginning. Like Portuguese style. Yeah. Make your own, like I said before, if you could, um, you could make a fish, some kind of crab dip, yeah. um, crab cakes you yeah. could make, maybe do some like fish and chips Ooh. and get some cod for pretty cheap. That's a great idea. That would idea. be fun. Yeah. And like try and make some French fries somehow. Yeah. I was even thinking that. You could do like a uh, you could do a pasta with tuna in it. Ooh, yeah, like tuna from a can. Totally, very Mediterranean, very so Italian. Yummy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this Italian pasta that is traditionally cooked uh, seven fishes Christmas Eve. I think it's called Maloredus. I probably pronounced that wrong, but it is like tiny gnocchi with with a tuna sauce. Like Yum. yeah, a preserved tuna. It's so yeah. good. So listen, you don't have to go out and buy caviar and uni. You can do, you can still do it. Yes. Also, even if you're not in a place that's coastal, so you don't really want to buy fish, but like you can find, you know, I think that you can find stuff. Beautiful trout. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so good. Yeah. Just beautiful um, smoked and tinned fish they're making now that you can get from very cheap. That's made here and imported from all over. Now we're leading into such an exciting interview. Ari's dad is finally on the podcast. He's finally here. I've been trying to get him for years. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoy. I was home uh, over Thanksgiving and I talked to my dad about what we're going to prepare this year and what the tradition means to him and his Italian-American family. I can't wait to listen. Do you remember the seven fishes being a thing that you did with your family growing up? or Because we didn't always do it, but I'm talking we, about you as, no, a, as no, a little kid. We didn't always do it as a family, but when I was growing up, my mom's side of the family were big on having fish for Christmas Eve. And I don't remember, I was too young, whether it was, oh, seven fishes. I don't think it was that big of a deal in the sense that we had, they had to have seven fishes. It was just fish. All the fish, everything was cooked if it wasn't eaten raw, because there was a lot of raw clams and uh, and oysters. I don't, um, but everything else, there was fried fish, poached fish. That's so uh, great. Clams and linguine, uh, there was squid. Uh, were there baked clams? Uh, there was uh, um, uh, clams, clams casino. casino and oyster, <laughs> ro- you know, everything, you know, there were all the, the ones that were cooked in their shells, Oysters and clams with, uh, you know, the garlic bread and parsley yeah. sprinkled on the top. Um, Hot clams, cold clams, right. all the clams. Um, if, if someone, um, there was always a, we always uh, uh, fished for smelt um, and invariably someone would freeze them and there would always be a big bowl of fried smelt. What'd you, what's the batter? It was just, um, they would just dust them in flour and just... You know, fry them up with everything else that was being fried, which was, you know, calamari. Um, so it was just... Did you fry them in a pan, or did you guys have a deep fryer down there? No, it you wasn't like... a deep fryer, but they, they had big old cast iron skillets mm-hmm. uh, that they that were 
you know, just workhorses. And you just they poured did a bunch of olives. Yeah, uh, and they had like it filled with oil. oil and, right. Um, and and they just went went to town. My my mom, my grandmother, my uh, auntie Katie, gosh, uh, auntie Rose, even my um, my great my old noni. Uh, Blendina, she, you know, she'd be there. They would all be cooking. <laughs> yeah, that's so fun. And the men would just be. All I can remember, the men were smoking cigars, drinking martinis, and you know, they couldn't shuck oysters fast enough. Yeah. We got married, and you guys came around, and we were doing Christmas Eve at home, and then we decided to like, what are we doing? We we gotta mm-hmm. start doing all seafood. Right, just start having our own traditions. Our own little seafood tradition, which in the beginning was just, you know, simple seafood, just enough for us. So that we had a whole fish, we'd have shrimp cocktail, yeah. we yeah. would do a bouillabaisse, um, seafood Probably bouillabaisse, some, sometimes or clams, linguine. Yeah. Um, we might have a little bit of caviar on the side. We used to make uh, crab cakes, which was a nod to... to Mom's uh, dad, Jimmy, because he used to make the best crab cakes. Yeah, and, and we still have that handwritten recipe. Still have that handwritten recipe. So good. With saltines, I think. Salt, yeah, with right? up There's, saltines. Yeah, it's what makes simple. them so good. Like right off the ship. Yeah. Like uh, from his Navy days. Yep. And then it grew as you, as everyone got older and was able to participate. Mm-hmm. Then it, then invariably either you or Mercer, somebody would come home and say, well, wait a minute, you know, the Feast of Seven Fishes, you know, we have to have seven different types of fish or we have to, like, do a little bit of everything. And then we started to get creative and start, okay, what if we do this? And and we so we try to not cheat. <laughs> no, never cheat. And that's what makes it fun, right? Because everyone, we're counting them, yeah. we're documenting, documenting it, there's got to be at least seven. You know, and uh, we don't, we don't make any, uh, we don't say, oh, it's, it's, uh, caviar's not a fish. Yeah, Oyster's that's... not a fish. We just, if it comes from the sea... It's a fish. It's a fish, and it's part of the seven. Well, so, it's a... Caviar is a part of a fish. Right. So why shouldn't it be considered right. a fish? Uh, shellfish, right. I guess we, we that's We don't literally not. say seven fishes. We don't do seven different types of fish. No. But that's not... The most traditional families... Uh, Italian-American families will do clams and lobster, and those are shellfish. And a lot. Right. Anyway, right. there's a debate to all of our listeners. There's a debate going around about like what counts as a as a fish and what doesn't in terms of the yeah. the feast of the seven fishes. But who's what, seven fishes? You're like trout, bass, salmon. I mean, <laughs> that's redundant. Yeah. You need the texture anyway. Right. Caviar and shellfish are in. So yeah. let's go through what we like our typical format every year because I feel like the dishes change although there are some heavy hitters that keep coming back but normally we start we have like raw stuff we have oysters we mom loves caviar caviar and oysters and it's nice to have the caviar because you're Italian and mom's you know Russian Jewish and like the the caviar tradition kind of from her and she it's nice to have both and they yeah right and it's always been uh uh something that we've just latched onto and we continue to do. And before all of our guests come, we always have a little caviar, like the really good kind, just our family. Yeah, we always and the little the mini stuff, martini. Tiny little martinis just that small. came from my mom's grandmother's bar. Yeah, these which beautiful glasses. Are the size of a shot glass. Yeah, if that. But they're perfect. But it's also what we can do 
to maximize the output of the kitchen. Right. So, so we, we have a little bit of raw, uh, which takes care of uh, a couple of the seven fishes. Um, we have sh- shrimp that we can make beforehand cool. Mm-hmm. So we have shrimp cocktail. Mm-hmm. We usually, we always do a whole fish. Sometimes we've roasted them. Sometimes we we've done uh, salt, salt baked. Salt. Yep. And mom loves a real good seafood bouillabaisse. Yeah, so which, nice. Uh, which is great because it serves a bunch of people, but and, and it also has several different fish in it. Yep, I know. Well, that's kind of the cheat, right? It's that's like, our cheater. <laughs> well, that's everyone's cheater. Just make a stew and throw everything yeah. in it. Like a chipino, a bouillabaisse. Right. Every culture has one. Just throw all of it in a pot with some stock. And you're there. You're there. But it's not as fun as, you know, so, so okay. We're going to, so we start with the raw stuff. I mean, there have been years because I have pictures, so I know I have evidence. It's true. Where there's been like a salad with like maybe an octopus situation right, in it, right? We've done like a cold vinegary done, something. Yeah, we've done. We, we started. Um, we started to do octopus on and off several years ago, and then we realized, oh, this is not hard. It's yeah. easy to make. Yeah, um, you could roast it very easily, or you can have it like a, as a ceviche type thing where and it's floating Ooh, in the salad. That's a good and idea it's easy. too. And so it's not, you know, you, you think of certain types of fish like, oh, God, I don't know. Right. That and you realize it's very easy to prepare. Same with the squid, mm-hmm. um, which we started to do uh, because it, it cooks up so fast. Right. You can kind of flash, flash sear them, sear fry them. It, and you're good to go. And then a pasta. It's always, always good a, to do a pasta course. Always, a good, always to, uh, have pasta, whether it's uh, homemade uh, uh, turlaches to go with everything as a side or just the linguine and clams. Linguine and clams. Yeah. What about, would you ever put like a crab or a seafood stuffing in a tortellachi? You know, I'm wondering, I know that mom and I have experimented with different fillings, but I don't think we've done a seafood filling per se. It's something that we should think about because yeah, why once not? you start to cool. make turlaches... The filling is right. whatever you want. Well, you could kind of take inspiration from, like, I don't know, Chinese, I don't know, Szechuan. Well, Just do some kind of, no, like, a wonton you, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Right. And then the whole fish, of course. We always do that. You have to have the whole fish. Well, the presentation, I think, is so important in bringing the whole seven fishes thing together because it's the only thing that looks like a fish. <laughs> you know, you're like, here yeah. it is. No, everything else doesn't look like anything. Right. Right. Well, yeah, but see, this is the fish. This is why you all came. <laughs> and especially if you bake it in salt, which uh, if anyone hasn't done it, which probably most people haven't, because it seems like this big... To do, and it's actually quite simple. It's, I was part of those people. I thought, oh, baked and salt. Me too. Just I make a mess. It. And I, I would order it whenever I would find it at a reputable restaurant. And then I decided to just dive in. And it's like the easiest thing to do. It's as simple as salt and water and a fish. And if you want to go cuckoo, you add an egg, egg to white. the salt yeah. or egg white to the salt to create more of a shell. Right. But... No. It's so easy. So easy. And you uh, have it's such so good, good... Right. It's kind of foolproof because yeah. it keeps it so moist. The point, 
you guys, is that the salt creates like a crust, almost like you're burying it so that no air can get in so it just stays super moist. And then when you take it out of the oven, it's like kind of this brown, gold, burnt thing. And then you have like, yeah, you get to, it's so fun. You get to hit it. And then you take a brush. You feel like an archaeologist. (laughs) Right, right. And you got to kind of brush it off like you've just found your, you know, <laughs> your treasure. pterodactyl yeah, exactly. bone. And, uh, and it's so good. So you were saying before you guys had tortillachis on the side, but we typically don't have that many sides that don't include seafood. We, Maybe we, we have try a to keep it, we try to spread out as much of the seafood as we can because we're trying to right stretch it yeah stretch get the seven yeah not that it matters and we just it just turned into our our thing well it's fun to, to like have a team challenge well it, it, well and it, you you have to start thinking creatively because you you don't want to be redundant right and and um, and you know and seafood is not filling you're not having you're not making steak or a roast oh god so yeah. you 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 want to make all these nice little dishes that that everyone can have a taste and uh, at, at the end of the day uh, in the evening it, it, you're just satiated you feel so good oh so what are you thinking this year any we got a smoker we and got I a feel smoker. like we got to use it w- w- yes which I didn't think about as long as it's not wet and rainy or sleeting out um, we could we could smoke fish. That'd be so fun. Because oh. you could smoke like some little trout and then you could make a, a dip or a riette or you could oh, do yeah. salmon and have like little salmon and blini with the caviar course. Right, exactly. There's so many things you could yeah, do. And just, just have something as an, a, a side. You could even smoke nice size whole fish. Yeah, that that'd be beautiful. Th- that fit nicely in the smoker. The smoker's going to have a role this year. We will have some smoked something. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe fish collars. Oh, that's such a good idea. You know, would Ooh, be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. You know, just because they, you know, we, we have access to it. That'd be, that would be so good. Yeah, just as like an, a cold appetizer. Right. You could smoke it with like a kind of a sweet miso mm-hmm. glaze on it. And that, oh, that would be really. What are some of your standbys besides the whole fish? Whose bouillabaisse recipe do you use? Or is it kind of in your head you know, at this Mom point? has a great, you know, bouillabaisse recipe that she goes back and forth to. But although she did make a, a bouillabaisse that was, gosh, it was um, like from the Philippines. So it had a coconut, oh, that's... A spicy coconut um, broth to it, which was really good. One thing that makes it an extra challenge doing the seven fishes um, is that you have to kind of make everything day of, the things that are cooked. It's like how much, you're not making a bouillabaisse or roasting whole fish yeah, in advance. Yeah, that's always... Uh, so I think that's what kind of... You know, the seafood is, you always get nervous because you, wanna, you, you don't want to sit on it. You want to get it and start cooking. Yeah. You know, so our pickup is like first thing... Christmas Eve morning at mm-hmm. like six o'clock, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're cooking everything that day. Wow. Well, you have to like you don't yeah. want to reheat a crab cake. No, no, you want to you know. So everything's got to be fresh. You're right, right. Yeah. It's you know so you're 
you know, especially your your whole fish, your your oysters, your clams. Oh yeah. Um, you know, mussels, and then um, again, if we're gonna do God, fish collars, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You want to get them and get them home and get it going. Yeah. We never do lobster. How do you cook a bunch of lobster tails? Well, like in the well, you broil can either, them or you something. Can either, my mom would broil them, or we would, or you boil them, <clears throat> and then if you want, you can put them underneath the broiler for like 30 seconds uh-huh. if you wanted to get them browned on the top. Yeah. But for me personally, yes, I'm not a huge lobster person. I like I lobster. Yeah. But for me, you know, I'll have a whole fish. I'll, I'd rather do calamari. I'd rather do, you know, all these other yeah. stuff. I'm with Scallops. you. Scallops. Except, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, but I understand. It's it's great. I mean, we when mom does bouillabaisse, she puts lobster in bouillabaisse. She does. Yeah. It's it it it's, it all depends on the price. Yeah. It's either either she'll um, get some tails and cut them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just chops them in pieces and puts puts it you know shell and all in the bouillabaisse. Oh, nice. Or if it's crazy and she can't find a good price, then we we do a, a monkfish. That's, oh. uh, that's clean and cut. Good dupe, people, if you don't know. Monkfish tastes a whole lot like lobster. A lot like lobster. And it's great in a stew. And it's really good it's in pretty stew. cheap. I think we also have done like a tuna. Oh, like a casserole? Uh, oh, no. oh, like, oh, very sophisticated. Like an ahi tuna. Like a, right. yeah, like a pokey. Like a, a pokey, tartar. Yes, tartar. Yeah. A tuna tartar, but like, like an hors d'oeuvre. And it was a bowl. Oh, delicious. Where people would just scoop it out with whatever. And, and have it as a side. Yeah, and that's so great. We, we have done that uh, alongside the shrimp cocktail, which is always great. Especially when you get a piece of tuna yeah. yourself. A nice one-pound chunk that you cut. With a really sharp knife. With a very sharp knife. And you, you cut it to the, the bite sizes you like. Mm-hmm. And then you mix it up yourself. Yeah. It's just so good. So good. Instead of the bouillabaisse... I've been making this Brazilian fish stew called moqueca, which yeah. is so good. Yeah. We could do that. That's, but that's like not Italian. But no, but I, but, I, but I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if that matters. Yeah, I don't either. You know, but, and then, and there you go. There's half a dozen different types of fish in that. Yeah, that's true. And it's really good. Yeah. You get that crazy chili oil that goes in it. Yeah, it's so good. What advice would you give to someone who shall not be named, it's me, who has made linguine and clams and over-salted. Or how do you avoid over-salting? Because, you know, you can't tell how salty the clams are. I don't, I don't salt the clams until the very end. Obviously, we salt the water. But, the, cl- but the clams, we, I, I don't salt the clams. I, I obviously purge them. Yeah. Um, but when, when, I, when we cook them in, a, in the simple broth, which is basically just wine, olive oil, uh, onions, garlic. Uh, parsley? And, you know, at the end? Tomato and parsley at the end. Oh, you throw a little tomato in there. Uh, yeah, and, and, and over time I've just realized that, yes, it's true. If you get really good peeled canned tomatoes, mm-hmm. they're, they're the best. Yeah. If you like garlic, you throw handfuls in. If you don't, you don't. Cloves or are you mincing them? 
I've done them both. I've 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 minced them like a a bunch. Yeah, put them in the press. Put them in, or I smash them and just let them cook in the oil, That's and then I, I take them out. Yeah. So it just infuses the oil with a bit of a garlic taste. That's good. And then clams, and as soon as they open, I take them out. And then you test, and then you test the sauce. Mm-hmm. And that's where you, where your salt comes in. Well, thanks for that. We've never done baked clams. No, we haven't. I think it would be fun to do like a red sauce, seven fishes, mm-hmm. like baked clams, bacala, like well, linguine clams is kind of, but a real traditional but a, Italian but, American. But, but like a, a sheet of baked clams. Right, right. Baked clams, oysters, rock, just stuff you get at like. The red sauce joint down right. Club Lucky, you know. Right, right, yeah. Because we never eat like Club that. Club Lago, you know. It's right. Just, it's just it's just on the menu forever, and it's, right. it's just old school American Italian. What's even in a baked clam? Baked clams that I had growing up were, you know, sometimes the clams. My mom would cut the clams out mm-hmm. and chop them up and put them back. Oh, I like that. And then, obviously, if they're fresh clams, you can eat them. Yeah. So you're not doing much of a bake with them. I like that because sometimes it's too much clam right. to chew through. Right. And, and I think that's why she used to just chop them up and put them back in the shell. And then she'd dress them with spiced breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. She may have put some Parmesan cheese with the breadcrumbs, but yeah, there wasn't yeah, yeah. any cheese per se right. on the clam. And then they'd go in under the broiler. As soon as they'd brown up, they'd come out. Done. Wow. You know, uh, you know, drizzle of olive oil into I each think one. We should. And it was like simple, simple. There was nothing to them. And those, Dad, you could do beforehand because then you could put them in the freezer. Right. And then they could go straight in the oven. Right. Right. They could be pre-made. Right. And just sitting. And, and, and again, it's like a minute. Right. You just throw them in. I like anchovies. I like sardines. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was one, there, at one point, I think, uh, we were like, oh, okay, we need another fish. We threw some cans of sardines on the table. You right. Know, you know, open them up, put them on a plate. Perfect. But, but also, you know, if you get fresh sardines, I mean, those are... Those are so good. Those are so good. Grilled up? Grilled up or sautéed and and just in a a platter to have um, is crazy. Yeah, they're so good. And And you can eat those bones. Mm -hmm. Delicious. And people confuse sardines for anchovies. And I just want to say on the record, they are two different fish, two different flavor profiles, and serve two different purposes. Totally different. An anchovy is like, it's going to flavor, it's obviously the, on your Caesar salad. or Right. A sardine is like a little fish. Sardine is a fish. And it's a meaty-ass fish that, that tastes could, more like your normal fish. Right. It doesn't taste like an anchovy. You know, you eat the whole thing. Yeah, you like worry a, about the bones. Calamari has gotten so ubiquitous and popular, but it's like, what about these other guys? But, right. Bite-sized right. thing, but fish it, products. But it's, uh, and the thing is, it's you would think it would be easy to find, and you probably need to ask for them yeah to get you know good fresh whole sardines yeah well i'm starving thanks for talking dad thank you guys so much for listening what a great episode yeah i can't wait 
for Christmas Eve. I know. We'll have to do a recap. Yes, absolutely. Sure. Thank you to Colin and Rebecca and Ad Large. Ad Large. And go out, go go find your local fishmonger and Thanks. do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.